0: What is good everybody. Welcome to another gold standard podcast. It's Friday. This is the gold diggers podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. She's Michelle Maju. What's up, Michelle?
1: Hey, Hey, I'm very excited about today's podcast and what we're going to be discussing. I feel like I have, uh... so, a so Hey, we're getting into the top 10 quarterbacks for fantasy football in 2023. I was shocked by my own rankings. I just want to say that
0: you surprised yourself
1: i did i did uh i don't you know some of them i'm like i don't love this but this is how it came out and this is what i'm going with
0: i like it you you don't go in with any preconceived notions you go where the data takes you is that fair exactly all right. Well, before we get started here, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We always say if you take the time to leave a review, we take the time to read it. Please, please, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Become a YouTube channel member. It costs you less than $3 a month. You get priority comment response, custom emojis, membership badges, all that stuff. And of course, on today's show, if you want to ask Michelle a fantasy football question, please hit us up in the chat. We will be happy to put her on the spot. <laughs> All right, Michelle, let's start with number 10. And by the way, I have a prediction for who I think is going to be number one. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'll write it down on an index card, and then I will hold it up when the time comes at the end of the show. Well,
1: I mean, by the time comes, you're going to know exactly. Who, oh, 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 you already wrote it down.
0: I'm going to write it down right now.
1: I mean, it's not hard to guess.
0: And I, I like it'd be
1: harder for you to guess number 10.
0: Well, we'll see. Let's start with number 10. Where are you going?
1: Okay. So unfortunately we're starting off a podcast on a gross note, but it's the Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson. (laughs) I have him ranked 10th going into this year. It was disgusting his first year back with the Browns last year. Now he missed what the first 11 games of the season, Mm -hmm. obviously his brain probably wasn't on the correct page. I mean, I don't know what human beings, you know, mind could be focused on being great at football when everything around him, what was happening. I do think with a full off season, you know, I, he's not going to be getting harassed as much, not be going to get these questions every time he's interviewed. I think he gets a somewhat clean slate going into 2023 and he's a really good football player. I mean that's just what it is. He and he's really good in fantasy. He averaged nearly 22 points per game from 2018 to 2020. Those were his last three full seasons played. That was the third most among quarterbacks during that span behind only Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. He was a quarterback 5 in 2020, quarterback 6 in 2019 and quarterback 4 in 2018. <sighs> He has plenty of weapons around him to be good with the Browns. Now I will say if you end up drafting him because he is a nice value and I do think he'll be pretty good at fantasy this year, trade him. If he's good in the beginning, cause he's really bad in the cold. At least he has been in his career. So he's only played four career games outdoors in under 40 degree weather, four touchdowns, three interceptions and fewer mm. than 230 passing yards in each of those games. So Cleveland's freezing. I mean, it gets cold pretty fast <laughs> and that wind is no joke coming off that lake. So if he ends up being good to start the year, I would try to move on from him before it gets miserable in Cleveland.
0: Interesting. I like that strategy. I think most people think like quarterback, I've got my guy. I'm good. I'm going to ride for all 17 games. You're saying don't do that. I, I do think that people forget how good he was when he was with the Texans at his peak, he was right there with Patrick Mahomes. Like he was that he good. He was
1: my favorite quarterback in the league till, you know.
0: Yeah. Till we found What's out that? everything that had been going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was not himself last year, clearly not himself. Do you think that he gets all the way back to what he was in Houston? Or do you think it's somewhere in the middle between what we saw in 2022 and what we had seen, you know, 2018, 2019?
1: I feel like there's just a curse to the Browns. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to get, I don't think he's going to be able to get to where he was. And also it just feels like their play call, like something with the Browns, a quarterback, can't be great there. Uh, I think he'll be by far their best quarterback they've had ever, maybe, probably, hopefully. I mean, that's not really a, that's not a tall ask, right? It's not like a hard thing to accomplish. So. I do think he ends up being a above average quarterback in the NFL. Again, I just, I don't think he gets back to where we're having conversations where he's in the same talk as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and those guys.
0: I don't love the weapons. He has in Cleveland. They're They're solid.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a solid group. It all depends on what you think of Elijah Moore. I think he's super talented. I'm holding on to that for at least one more year. We'll see what he's like on another team. He has the speed. He has the entire skill set to be such an amazing weapon. That obviously needs to happen for Watson to also like be as good as he was with Houston. Because Amari Cooper is good, but he's nowhere close to DeAndre Hopkins. Right. You need that speed element and that crazy weapon with Elijah Moore on the opposite side of Amari Cooper. And then I think that duo would be really great for
0: him. What's the earliest you draft Deshaun Watson?
1: Never. But if I am someone that doesn't care about what he did, uh, I-, I do think he's going much later than everyone else. So once you're in that eighth, ninth round in one quarterback leagues, I-, I think he's a good value there.
0: Okay. All right. Number nine.
1: All right. <laughs> this, I did not... Assume this guy was going to be in my top 10 whatsoever but here we are and it's Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson yeah yeah I'm going back into the Russell Wilson I, I'm believing in him that he comes back to life after just a, was his season even worse than Watson like whose season would you say was worse last year
0: Uh, I would say Watson's was worse because Russ came on a little at the end of the year. Fantasy wise.
1: He really did. I mean, he scored over 25 fantasy points in like three of the last five weeks or something like that. But if we're just looking at what he used to be and not what he was last year with the Broncos, but over the three seasons prior to last year, he averaged 20 points per game, which was ninth among quarterbacks. And I know the Broncos were horrendous last year. They only scored 16.9 points per game, last in the NFL. But I'm believing in Sean Payton to make this whole recovery for the Bron- or, yeah, for the Broncos offense and for Russell Wilson. So when Sean Payton joined the Saints back in 2006, guess who sucked at offense. The year prior, it was the 2005 Saints. They were ranked 31st in points per game. They won three games. They were three and 13. In Sean Payton's first season as head coach, they were they then were the fifth-ranked offense, averaging 26 points per game, the number one total offense, and they went 10 and six and appeared in the NFC Championship. So he's made this kind of turnaround before. I do think. Russell Wilson is still extremely, extremely talented. I don't know what happened last year. Like, there's really no way to explain it, but he also has all the weapons in the world. There's not like a clear cut great wide receiver one, but Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mims, who I really liked coming out of Oklahoma that they just drafted this year, Tim Patrick's coming back from that ACL injury, and then Greg Dulcich, who is very impressive as a rookie. He has all the weapons he needs, he has a great quarterback. It should come together.
0: I agree. I think Sean Payton's one of the best offensive minds in the entire league. He's certainly going to be better than than the Broncos last year. I think Russ was a little thick last year. A little, he was was
1: um, looking a little heavy.
0: We've seen the workout videos of him this year. He looks a little trimmer, you know, like Russ is a prideful guy. And I think he, like, he kind of took it on the chin last year. He got a lot of criticism. I, I, you know, he didn't really want to force his way out of Seattle. He could have forced his way out of Seattle a year earlier. In my opinion, if he wanted to be the bad guy, he didn't want to do that because he didn't want that criticism. Then he got to Denver and he stunk and he got criticized for stinking. So now I think he's a little more motivated. Like you said, Sean Payton is there. He did come on a little at the end of the year. He's been banged up which is different for him because he has been remarkably healthy in his career. So he's got to avoid those dings, but I expect him to bounce back and I expect the Broncos to bounce back this year for sure.
1: And he's going so late in drafts because no one wants to take Russell Wilson. Hey, he's just not a sexy option because he's, I don't think he has the top three capability. Like I don't think he's right. going to end as a top three quarterback, but I do think he's a really good value because no one has any belief in him anymore. After last year, he was so cringy in so many parts of last year. Like no one even wants to like deal with him that I just think people are so far off of him that you can get in into double digit rounds. And he seems really safe this year. I know that's weird to say when he had such a disastrous year last year, but I'm going to believe in the talent. And I think that talent, uh, is shown this year with a better head coach.
0: You know, the thing with Russ that I don't like he doesn't run anymore. He doesn't, he's not really a threat on the ground in the way he used to be. I know, but that was where some of his value was. Cause it's not like he was throwing 50 touchdowns a year. He doesn't do that now. And so he doesn't carry some of that additional value on the ground. So I got to tell you, I would not, I mean, just personally, the scars that Russell Wilson has inflicted upon me as a 49er fan, I can never, I, I can't pick him on my team this year. Um, and I don't I I agree with I what you're saying he'll be better than last year but I don't think he's going to be great.
1: I think he ends as a top 10 quarterback and that's why he's in these rankings. Am I excited to draft him now? Do I think he's right. a good value? Yeah. So like if you take a riskier pick earlier in the draft with a quarterback, um maybe one guy we can talk about in a little bit. Then that's when you take Russell Wilson late, just for kind of insurance. Or if you really just punted the position, you're just like, wow, these guys keep falling to me at other positions. Instead of reaching on someone that's kind of meh in the, you know, like a Kirk Cousins in the eighth, ninth round, just wait and take Russell Wilson.
0: You are a, you're not a good value person in the draft. I feel like you're a big swing person. You like to to bet on the high side most of the time. do.
1: Uh, Yeah, I do. It's way more fun. It's more fun to play like that. And I know I'm really, really good at waivers. Like I'm good at picking guys off off waivers. So I can like play my insurance card that way.
0: I like that. That's a good backup plan. All right. Number eight.
1: All right. I'm going with Dak Prescott. And this is one I actually would be pretty excited to draft this year, especially with the cost. So in a terrible fantasy season last year, I mean, he was so bad for fantasy. It just felt like he never won you weeks. He was consistently doing like nothing when it came to fantasy points. He was still the quarterback 12 in fantasy points per game. And that was a terrible season. A big reason that was a terrible season. It wasn't because the offense was bad. Like they were scoring a ton of points. The issue was that the running back scored 22 rushing touchdowns, (laughs) 22 rushing touchdowns, an insane amount. I mean, that's just a lot like, that's not predictable. That's not something you can just be like, oh, that's going to happen this next year. It, it means they're in scoring position a lot. And the running backs just happen to score those touchdowns. And they had so many rushing attempts last year, 531 rushing attempts last year. Wow. The years prior were 473, 430, 49, 439. They don't have the personnel to be this this crazy run game this year. I love Tony Pollard, but that's it. It's Tony Pollard ronald jones i think tony jones jr might be the third guy there oh wait, no deuce Vaughn.
0: we're going to bring like, back zeke michelle
1: <laughs> if they so this i was going to say this ranking is saying zeke won't be there it's like sarah i might have to put him down a little i wouldn't be as excited to draft him but they don't have the personnel to rush that much tony pollard is not scoring 22 rush touchdowns like that's not happening and like the years prior Prescott was a quarterback seven in 2021 quarterback one overall before his injury in 2020 that's when he was just going berserk and -hmm. then quarterback two in 2019 so he's had these super high ceiling fantasy years he was top 10 in 2021 and I just I don't think the way the offense happened to score points last year will be the same I think they're going to score a lot of points still and more of those will go to Dak Prescott
0: and he's another guy not to repeat myself here, but he's another guy that would, he would get you five, six rushing touchdowns a year that has sort of stopped too. He doesn't, he doesn't really scramble around the goal line, maybe because they just hand it off, but that he was another guy that got you like a real plus value on the ground as a runner. He doesn't really do that anymore.
1: I think they'll have to use him there though, this year. I mean, it's Tony Pollard and no one like Zeke was that goal line guy. You're not putting Deuce Vaughn, who's 160 pounds back there. (laughs) Ronald Jones couldn't get a yard to save his life. Like, I I do think they're going to have to utilize Zach Prescott again around the goal
0: line. Here's what scares me about Dak, and it's why I'm down on the entire Cowboys team this year. Mike McCarthy. He was a very
1: good play caller for the Packers, so I don't know why you're so down on him.
0: Okay. I could be a good play caller with Aaron Rodgers, first of all. And second of all, by the time he left Green Bay, his offense was so outdated, they couldn't wait to get him out the door. Don't forget when he was hired with Dallas, it was like, we're hiring Mike McCarthy. But don't get mad. Don't worry. He's going to learn and run Kellen Moore's system. He's not going to call his own plays. They had literally had to tell people that because they were out with torches and pitchforks because Mike McCarthy's offense, he never updated it. From the time he took over Green Bay's head coach it never evolved. They were doing the exact same things. Well, That's maybe why he's Rodgers- learned.
1: Maybe he's learned and he'll update it. You yeah. know why I really like Dak Prescott this year? I think the addition of Brandon Cooks is completely going under the radar. He is a super good wide receiver. I know he changes teams every. I don't know what's wrong with him personality-wise that no team <laughs> wants to keep him. He doesn't seem. You know, he never is in the media for doing anything wrong, but He is a really, really good wide receiver and he doesn't even have to be the wide receiver one on this team. I mean, CD lamb put up 1400 yards last year, Brandon cooks is that speedster. Now that is a very reliable vet. And then you have Michael Gallup coming off. You have a whole year removed from the ACL injury. He was very talented before that ACL injury. Now he's your wide receiver three. That group is one of the best in the league.
0: Brandon cooks is going to give you 1100 yards. Probably like seven or eight touchdowns because he does it every year on all different teams with all different quarterbacks. He's the best player nobody wants. It's really yeah. really weird. Um, but I, I I'm with you on all the the stuff you said about the team itself. But I hate that it's McCarthy and it's Brian Schottenheimer. By the way, Brian Schottenheimer. Oh no, thank you, Mister Conservative. I want no part of that. I'm down on the Cowboys. I will not be taking Dak Prescott on my fantasy team. I'm very picky. I'm ruling him off too.
1: You know what? I think I'll have a lot of Dak Prescott. You know, I'm not going to because of somebody else that we're not going to get to for a while here. So I won't have a lot of Dak unless one or two of these guys get taken from me. But if those guys get sniped from me, Dak Prescott is my third favorite guy to go to when it comes to uh, when it comes to the cost and where you have to take
0: them, see like your safety school?
1: Yeah, he is
0: okay. We are number seven.
1: All right. I'm going with Joe Burrow, and I feel like this ranking is a little disrespectful.
0: It seems low.
1: It does seem low. He was the quarterback four last year. Also the quarterback four in points per game. So consistent. Wow. see why it looks good, right? But there is a massive gap between the points per game from him and Hertz, Allen, and Mahomes, who are top three. So Hertz Hertz scored 25 points per game. Allen was at 24.7, Mahomes at 24.5, and then Burrow, who is fourth, 21.9. So nearly three points less per game than those other guys. That's a big jump. So when you look at Burrow and then Fields was five and Lamar Jackson was six, Fields and Lamar averaged 19.7 each per game, so that's pretty. That's closer to Burrow than Burrow was to Hurts. Allen and Mahomes. Joe Burrow is absolutely amazing. Like I, I did not talk crap on him at all. He's great. He has fantastic weapons. He's super efficient, and they've been upgrading the offensive line each year. This is my issue with taking Joe Burrow in fantasy. A, he's going to be super pricey because he's just he's Joe Burrow, like a big name that's super fun to root for. He's a cool guy and he's going to go early in drafts but he scored fewer than 20 fantasy points in half of his games last year and eight Ooh. games he scored fewer than 20 fantasy points over 25 points just four times that is the same amount as Jared Goff scored 25 plus fantasy <laughs> points last year Mahomes hurts each had eight games with over 25 points and Allen had seven so double the amount he just doesn't have enough rushing upside to be safe on a week to week basis he needs to do it all with his arm which he can like he could have a monster year with his arm. I don't want to have to rely on that. He scored five rushing touchdowns last year too, which seems high for him. Nice. Yeah, it is nice, but that's hot. Like you can't really predict that for the next year. He's going to be good. He's going to be solid, but with the cost, I just like, I, I, I see him landing around quarterback five, six, seven, but I don't think he has a one, two, three upside.
0: So what you're saying is, he was consistent last year, but his highs, his peaks were not high enough for you to take him where and you. he think wasn't to even
1: really like, like, he never killed you, but it wasn't even like he was consistently good for a quarterback to have a good fantasy week. You really need to hit that 20 mark. I mean, you're expecting 20 points from a guy like Joe Burrow. Like, he, It's not going to happen every week, but you, ex- you, you really want that. Right. And for him not to do it in half of his games, that's too many when it, it's it, it's one thing if you could see a way for him to be so much better the next year but he has all the same weapons right he mm-hmm. he's already so good and that's what he did while he's already so good and that's why i have him at seven
0: wow you do need your quarterback to like just go berserk for a couple of weeks win you a couple of weeks ideally um and you're saying Burrow didn't really do that too much last year all right wow i I did not think you were going to get to Joe Burrow at seven. I think there's going to yeah. be a clear theme as we go forward. The <laughs> quarterbacks that run are yeah. going to be higher up and Joe Burrow. He's great, but that's not really his thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you caught me. You got me there.
0: Number six on your list.
1: All right. I'm going Lamar Jackson.
0: Oh, baby. Talk this about rolling we, the dice.
1: I mean, this is what it comes down to. Lamar Jackson, when he's healthy, he scores fantasy points. Will he stay healthy? That's literally it. I mean, that is it. He is a fantastic fantasy quarterback when he's healthy. Can he stay healthy? Nobody knows, but he scored nearly 23 fantasy points per game since 2019. That's fourth most among quarterbacks during that span behind only hurts Mahomes, and Josh Allen. My biggest concern actually, besides the health is Todd Munkin coming in to be offensive coordinator. People are very excited. They're like, Oh my God, Lamar's going to throw more. This is going to be a totally different offense do we want that for fantasy? I don't really know. I don't know if I want him to throw more. I like him running for fantasy. Also quarterbacks under Todd Munkin throw a gazillion and one interceptions. Now they were (laughs) Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. So was it because it was Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield or was it because of Todd Munkin? We don't know, but both of those guys had insanely high interception rates under Todd Munkin. Also, I think people are way over-exaggerating how good Lamar's weapons are this year. Like They're like, oh my God, OBJ, Rashad Bateman, and Zay Flowers. It's like, is that good? I don't know. Could it be good? Yeah, but I don't... OBJ hasn't done much of anything for a long time besides some nice playoff performances. And Mm -hmm. then he tore his ACL. We have no idea what he'll look like. Rashad Bateman has done nothing so far in his career and has been injured the whole time. And Zay Flowers is a first uh, round one rookie. We have no idea if he'll be good. Mark Andrews is fantastic. Yes. Lamar Jackson's great. Cause he runs and he's an insanely good runner. I don't want Todd Munkin to change that too much. So I probably won't have any Lamar Jackson on my team, but it's, it's, you can't really rank him farther than this. Cause when he's on the field, he's amazing.
0: This could win you your championship. If he plays and he's healthy and he puts up the numbers, you know, like, If all the the dice come up sevens, you could win your championship with Lamar Jackson. But that scares me because you're talking about, number one, he has to stay healthy, and he has not been able to do that recently. And OBJ has to stay healthy, and he hasn't been able to do that recently. So when you have that sort of combination, that does scare me a little. I do fall into the trap of, oh, the offense is going to be better. I'm assuming it's going to be better because it's going to be different. That's not necessarily true. I'm falling into that trap because I, I was so frustrated by their offense at times with Lamar. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, may, I think that the reward could be so good that he may be someone that I rolled the dice on this year.
1: And that's a fine, I think it's fine to roll the dice on him because obviously we've seen he can make that difference where he's a league winner and putting up insane games. It's just, can he stay healthy and no one can predict that. Do you think he'll stay healthy?
0: I hope he does. Cause I think he's so Damn good. He's so good. And he's so much fun to watch. He doesn't just make like good plays. He makes amazing plays. I still go back on YouTube sometimes and watch that spin move that he did too. I think it was Cincinnati. <laughs> so freaking good. Um, I I think he's going to stay healthy. I do think part of, you know, I don't want to say that. I think he's going to stay healthy. I'll just leave it at that.
1: All right. Well, let's go with that and let's be optimistic. I like it.
0: Good. All right. Now we have reached the top five Some notable names still to go. So I'm very interested in the order of how you've got these five.
1: All right. You know, my boy, I'm putting Justin Fields at number five.
0: Oh my God.
1: Number five, baby. And I could have, you know, I, I think this is his breakout year. I've been very (laughs) clear about that. He's a quarterback and a running back all in one. He put up 1143 rushing yards last year. That was seventh in the NFL, seventh in the NFL. 7.1 7.1 yards per carry led the NFL eight rushing touchdowns and I there's no reason to not continue using him as a rusher fields was the quarterback five and points per game last year that was last year so I only, I have him still at five and that was with a super slow star and a terrible passing season also but weeks one through six he only averaged 12.1 fantasy points per game so that was really bad. Week 7 through week 7 through 17 averaged 25 points per game. Only Hurts and Mahomes had a higher average during that span. And now you add DJ Moore and I think it's like kind of the same exact path that we saw with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts where fantastic rushers, really bad passers and then you add a true wide receiver one for them <laughs> and all of a sudden in year 3 it gets better. I mean this is the same process. I'm not even going to compare fields to Allen, because when you look at their passing numbers, fields destroyed Allen in every single quarterback or every single metric, but looking at fields and Hertz, it's like nearly identical. Their first two seasons as starters, 59 completion percentage for fields, 59 for Hertz, 7.1 pass yards per attempt for fields, 7.2 for Hertz, 24 pass touchdowns for fields, 21 for Hertz. And then fields actually averages a bit more rushing yards per game than Hertz did. It, I, I was, you know, I had Jalen Hurts ranked about where, like, here last year. I think actually it was my quarterback three last year. I have that same exact feeling for Fields going into this year. He's going to be a monster for fantasy. He's a cheat code with his rushing ability.
0: 1100 yards rushing and he missed two games, too. Think about yeah. that. Like, yeah. it could have been even higher. Um, I do seventh
1: think in it- the NFL. Like, you're a quarterback and you had the seventh most rushing <laughs> yards in the NFL.
0: I think it's hilarious that people go. Justin Fields is going to have an awesome year this year because they got DJ Moore and he's a true number one wide receiver. And in the same breath, they go, Sam Darnold's never had any weapons around him. He's going to be great in San Francisco when he's playing with the same running back he had in Carolina. And yet he had DJ Moore there, but Moore stinks when you're talking about Darnold with Carolina. That's, that's a separate thing. That's my issue. I do. I just hate that inconsistency there with fields. Are you more confident that Fields takes a leap that we have yet to see? Or are you more confident that Lamar Jackson stays healthy? Those I'm are more like,
1: confident that Fields takes a leap. I think it's going to be a great year for him.
0: Because I, I feel like if that's the kind of quarterback you want, right? Like there's Hurts, there's Fields, and there's Lamar. Those are like, I would say the best three. And maybe Josh Allen, three, four rushing quarterbacks in the league you would take, if you had the choice, you're on the clock right now. It's Fields, it's Lamar. They're both there. You're going Fields, no question.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Man, I don't know. Because he still has to make the leap. Like, we've never seen him, you know, really improve as a passer. His passing numbers, like you said, they're terrible. They're bad. Now but his rushing numbers are so good that.
1: But we've seen him be a great passer before. Like we know when it come to when it came to Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, like they had inaccuracy issues in college and they had to improve as a passer. I really think Justin Fields' entire issue is that his team was such garbage and he had no one to pass to. I mean, he he was extremely accurate at Ohio State. That doesn't just go away.
0: Yeah, I don't really care about your college accuracy. I need to see you do it in the NFL.
1: But he's it's not like when you see him passing, you're like, Oh, God, that was such a bad throw. It's he has no holds on to the ball for a long time, probably because nobody's open.
0: I don't like saying none of it was his fault. I'm not it's saying none of it was his fault. I
1: think he's going to grow tremendously in year three, like a lot of quarterbacks have. And I, I think he's going, he's on that same exact career low as Allen and Hertz.
0: I will give the Eagles credit for this. Sorry to pivot just because you mentioned that he's on the same path as Hertz, what the Eagles did, which I feel like they don't, no one talks about because Hertz ended up being good. The plan for the Eagles was not to just say Jalen Hertz is our quarterback. We're going with it. Basically last year they were like, dude, you better be good or we have multiple first round picks next year and we're going to go get somebody. And it was a make or break year. And to, to Hurts' credit, he passed the test I feel like I wish that's what the 49ers would do with Trey Lance. They're not doing it, but I, I respect the Eagles for how they went about that. Sorry. Just again, to derail us completely, but I want to get a little 49ers uh, talk in there.
1: But also they're kind of doing that with Justin Fields this year. They have now multiple picks because they traded away their first overall pick. Yeah. This, this is it right. For fields. If he doesn't have a good year, he's gone because a, that would mean the bears sucked. So they're going mm-hmm. to have an early pick and the Panthers who knows how good they're going to be so that could be two early picks there's a lot of good quarterbacks in next year's draft so fields needs to it can't just be an okay year he needs to have show real real progress real stardom to stay on this team I think this year so this is even more pressure on him to just completely fall out
0: what if that what how crazy would it be if the Niners get rid of Lance Purdy doesn't come back to be who he is, and the Niners end up acquiring Justin Fields. I will
1: never. I think a big reason why I am so bothered by Kyle Shanahan is because he didn't take Justin Fields. I think, like, I'm still holding a grudge against that. Because as soon as that trade went through, I screamed, Oh my God, Justin Fields to the 49ers. And then it all started coming out that it was like, No way, going to be Fields, it was Mac Jones or Trey Lance. I'm like, Oh, I just, I'll never get over that. But
0: it's weird to me that he, like, he went with Lance over Fields. And I'm like, if if that's the type of quarterback you want, yeah. Fields seemed to be better in every area than Trey Lance, and yet they didn't go with him. That was always weird. I never feel like we got a real explanation for why Fields wasn't the guy. But anyway, I, I, I'm i derailing us enough. Okay, let's get to number four on your top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. All
1: right. This is also feels a little disrespectful, but it's Patrick Mahomes. He's at four. Wow. Yeah, he's a four? little too- yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to rank Mahomes as quarterback one, I'm not like, I would be completely fine with that. If I ever saw rankings and Mahomes is number one, cool. That is fine. He was the quarterback three in points per game last year, quarterback five in points per game in 2021. He's obviously absolutely amazing. He's the best quarterback in the league. He had 10 games with 20 plus points, including five games with 30 plus points. So <laughs> a lot of. That was the most in the NFL, 30 plus fantasy points, five of them, but he also still had seven games with fewer than 20 fantasy points. So we talked about that with burrow, how eight of his games were fewer than 20 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. Mahomes had seven, but when you're looking at guys like Josh Allen, he only had four hurts only had three. I just like that consistency a little bit more. And the reason they have that consistency is because they're more mobile. They run more. Is he good? Absolutely. But again, he has no reliable known wide receivers. It's maybe one of these guys breaks out, sure. And I know he won the Super Bowl last year without any good wide receivers, but how long is that sustainable for? That doesn't feel like a really good plan. It doesn't feel like a good plan. Travis Kelsey is the GOAT and the best tight end, but he's like he's 34 years old in October. And then what happens if Travis Kelsey gets hurt? If you had Patrick Mahomes as your fantasy quarterback and Travis, Kelsey goes down. What happens to him in fantasy? I don't know. He could, he he's talented enough to overcome it, but I wouldn't feel good about that. And that's just like your, your entire fantasy season because Patrick Mahomes is going so high in drafts. is holding on to Travis, Kelsey, not getting hurt. And I don't like that.
0: It is a scary proposition, But it's also like, how can I look at this guy who put up 45 touchdowns last year and say that there's going to be three guys better than him? I just feel like when you say it out loud, like, no, I think there'll be three better people than Patrick Mahomes. I feel like I would slap myself if I, if I said that there was
1: two better in fantasy points per game last year. So I'm just saying there's going to be one more better. It's not that crazy.
0: And the other thing too, like you mentioned his peaks there are going to be weeks where most of your guys don't score. Like, it happens sometimes. You go into a dry spell. Mahomes is, could be the guy that puts your team on his back and says, don't worry about it, oh, boys. Yeah. I'm throwing five tutties this week. He's
1: a weak winner. Like, he can win you any week by himself. If you pick Patrick Mahomes, it's not a bad pick. It's a good pick. Like, he's going to be great. I just like these other guys more on a week-to-week basis. And I think once we finish the year, when we're looking at points per game scored, there'll be three guys higher than him.
0: Sean Morris says, "Brock Purdy is going to be your number one, right?"
1: Oh Lord, yeah, he's uh, he's in the teens somewhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, we. For, <laughs> for anyone that, if you're curious, last week we did a full 49ers fantasy preview. So we went through everybody. If you want to see where Brock Purdy was, you can go listen to that show. It's on the YouTube page, or you can download it. Uh, but we did go through all the 49ers in case you're curious. Yeah, Mahomes, I get what you're saying. A lot sits on Travis Kelsey. And I don't know what he's going to be without Travis Kelsey. Man, the receipt, like, they're counting on Kadarius Toney. Kadarius, like, it is a little dicey. I'm not going to lie, a wide receiver. But he, he still threw 41 touchdowns last year. So I, I get it if you want to make that Mahomes bet again. It makes sense to me. All right, number three.
1: All right, number three, and this one is me taking a big leap of faith and really, I mean, maybe this is just me like getting too much in my head and creating too big of a narrative. It's Justin Herbert. And I know he wasn't good for fantasy last year. Like I had him, I had him on many teams. I felt it. Right. So I should be mad at him and holding a grudge. And right after the season, I said, I'm never drafting Justin Herbert in fantasy again, but now back on the Justin Herbert train. And you're ready to be heard again he's my favorite value because of how good he was or how bad he was last year in fantasy that people are scared off of him, but just looking at his entire career, 94 passing touchdowns through his first three seasons. That's the second most all time. And for a, a player in the first two seasons behind only Dan Marino, who had 98. He had 31 pass touchdowns in 2020, 38 in 2021. And that went all the way down to 25 last year. His pass touchdown percentage just crumbled. I mean, it was at 5.7 in 2021, which is a pretty normal rate all the way down to 3.6. I don't think that stays that same. Like that's not something that's just going to be sticky and go from year to year. It goes up and down, up and down. 3.6 is far too low for a guy like Justin Herbert. The issue is Austin Eckler has been stealing far too many touchdowns. He just, (laughs) he scores nonstop. He leads the NFL with 25 rushing touchdowns over the last two years. Wow. Eckler is amazing, but he's like, it doesn't really make sense for him to be scoring so many rushing touchdowns. He's not a big dude. So I just think it, it, like when I'm watching the games, it's just so lucky that Eckler just keeps getting in. It's like it's like a guy will drop a pass in the end zone for Herbert. And then all of a sudden Eckler's in the next time. It's just like these little plays that make such a difference when it comes to fantasy where it's like, wow, Herbert could have had a really great week, but then this little thing changed and he didn't, I do think Kellen Moore now being the OC makes a huge yes. difference, huge difference. The Cowboys scored the most points per game in the NFL over the last two seasons under Kellen Moore as their OC, the fifth most pass touchdowns during that time and had the second highest percent of pass attempts go for touchdowns, which we were just talking about his Herbert's percentage of passes to go for touchdowns was super low last year. And I think the biggest thing that Kellen Moore can change is uh, Herbert's air yards per target has been insanely low for a guy that has such a strong arm. Hopefully that will change this year with uh, healthy Keenan Allen with healthy Mike Williams. They added Quentin Johnston in the first round. He's a a speedster who's super big, Uh, so that should help as well with those deep passes. And also I do think the fractured rib came into play a lot uh, in the beginning. It happened in week two weeks, one through two, he had six passing touchdowns, 112 passer rating weeks, three through 18, 19 passing touchdowns. The rest of the year, he had six in the first two games, 19, the rest of the season. I do think the ribs and everyone being healthy, if they can stay healthy, will make a huge difference. And I'm back on the Herbert train.
0: I love everything you said. To me, Kellen Moore is the biggest thing there. Like, he's so different. I feel like nobody had to work harder for their passing yards and touchdowns than Justin Herbert. I felt like anytime he needed to, uh, to get a big play, he had to just do it on his own, extend the play, run out, and throw a freaking mutant 40 yard laser across the field to somebody. Hopefully, he won't have to do that with Kellen Moore this year. I don't love his weapons. I feel like Keenan Allen is. Oh my is God, hurt- his
1: weapons are amazing.
0: Keenan Allen is hurt all the time. He's questionable for every game. He's always got a hamstring. You never know if he's going to play. You never know if he's going to be close to 100%. Mike Williams gets hurt all the time, too. Again, they play, but they're always banged up. I don't love it there, but you're right. I mean, he has the potential to be amazing. And look, they play in the uh, the AFC West. They're going to be in high-scoring games. He's going to have to throw. So there's plenty of reason to love Justin Herbert, but like he did have that season last year. I know he was hurt. The rib is a, is a good thing to mention. I don't think people realize how much a rib injury hurts. Breathing hurts. He you had have broken rib.
1: rib cartilage. Like he should have missed time.
0: He yeah. Um, so I, he could, de- I think he's going to definitely be better than he was last year. Is he going to be like peak, you know, top three, like you have him quarterback in the league. i
1: I made a Super Bowl prediction on the Ball Blast podcast a few weeks ago. And Now, I don't have them projected for this because that would be crazy because only three quarterbacks have done it all time, and like one time each, too. But I predicted that Herbert would throw 50 passing touchdowns this year.
0: What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, if you want uh, a deep, even deeper dive into fantasy football, you should definitely <laughs> subscribe to the Ball Blast football podcast with Michelle and her wife, Kate. It is Gouda will make you a better, smarter fantasy football player. So go ahead and do that. I'm not on the 50 touchdown. I mean,
1: I mean, obviously, like that's a, it's ooh. probably not going to happen because it's again, it's happened three times in NFL history. Do you know the three years?
0: Yeah. It's uh, Brady, mm-hmm. Mahomes, and did Peyton throw 50? Yeah, yeah. He did.
1: 2013, 2007 for Brady, and then 2018 how, for Mahomes.
0: How dare you challenge me?
1: So, yeah, it's going to be Justin Herbert's 20, Justin Herbert 2023 does it for the fourth time.
0: Okay. So now, all right, there's only two quarterbacks left that you haven't named. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction here because I'll just, should I hold up the card right now? You're probably done. You know what? I need to get a sharpie. So I I think
1: you're going to be wrong.
0: Oh, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) I feel really good about my pick here. I wrote this down before we started. That's a 50
1: 50 chance. No, you're wrong.
0: What? He's not not your number 1 fantasy quarterback this year.
1: He's my number 2. That's why I said I think you're going oh. wrong. He's my number 2. He was you love Hurts. I I do love Jalen Hurts and he's my number 2 fantasy quarterback. That's pretty freaking good. He you was hate quarterback him. 1 fantasy points per game last year because he's fantastic. He has all the same weapons besides Miles Sanders, but you switch him out for DeAndre Swift, same same, right? Same player. Yep. Who cares running back stole a good amount of touchdowns from Hertz last year as well. Now, I mean, Hertz also scored one gazillion rushing touchdowns too, (laughs) but he does have the ability to even get better for fantasy because his passing touchdowns still have not. I mean, what do you have last year for passing touchdowns 22, 22? Yeah. I mean, he has he's more than capable of throwing 30 passing touchdowns. Like we, we see he's a super talented passer with these weapons and the improvement he's made. So there's, there's more room for growth. I'm not saying there's not my biggest issue is maybe the loss of offense coordinator, Shane Sitchin. We'll see how much that matters. Now the new Eagles offense coordinator is the quarterback coach from their last two seasons. So you want to expect it to change all too much, but we'll see. But also the biggest reason I have Josh Allen over Jalen hurts. I mean, at this point, I think you guys can all guess that Josh Allen would be number one since I haven't brought him up yet. I feel like the Eagles, when it comes to the second half, they play it super safe. They're just like, let's run out this clock. We have the running personnel. We have a bunch of different running backs we can bring in. We have Jalen hurts that can run it, but we're not really trying to score all that much. Cause they always have a big lead and they just feel right they feel happy just sitting on it and just kind of running on that clock. So a lot of the times what you get out of Jalen hurts in the first half is what you get. And it's amazing. Obviously he was a quarterback one in fantasy points per game last year, but that's what makes the difference for me when it comes to hurts and Allen, the bills are just like, we're going to score nonstop on you all the time. <laughs> we're never going to stop passing. I mean, they never stop. Sometimes they end up like the other team gets back into games because they kept passing and Josh Allen, like threw interceptions. It's like, Maybe you could try running it sometimes, but they don't. It is just Josh Allen nonstop the entire game. And that's why uh, I have Allen over Hurts.
0: Let's talk about the Eagles a little bit, because I agree with you. Part of the reason in the second half, they were pounding people. They went like, didn't they go like eight or nine weeks without even like.
1: They were never trawling. Yeah. 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 It was some
0: obscure or obscene stat like that. 22 touchdowns passing. He did miss two games too. So we should, we should throw that in there too. How much do you think the Eagles are going to be able to repeat everything? Cause like they did kind of catch people off guard with all the quarterback sneaks they did and, and how aggressive they played and all that stuff. It gets harder. You can't just run it back in the NFL, whether it's like with teams or schemes or anything, you have to evolve because everybody's going to adjust to what you do in the off season. Do you think the Eagles are going to have the same success?
1: I think they should, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't because you have another year of Jalen hurts improving. You have another year of AJ Brown and hurts together. I mean, that was their first season together and how electric they were and Mm how on point was pretty wild for their first season. You have Devonta Smith now coming into his third year. Hopefully you can keep Dallas Goddard healthy for the full year. He missed a good chunk of games with injury. And they don't really have a third weapon. So when Dallas Goddard goes down, that takes away like a third of your uh, passing offense. Cause it's really just those three guys. That's all Hertz passed yep. to last year. I wish they would have added a real true slot wide receiver for Hertz this year. A- instead of like Quez Watkins still, that would have <laughs> made me feel better, but I-, I don't see a reason for this offense to be any worse than last year.
0: The schedule for the Eagles. Is not fun, Michelle. They have a stretch. Week nine, Dallas. Then they have their bye. Then they go to Kansas City. Then they play Buffalo. Then they play San Francisco. Then they're in Dallas. Then they're in Seattle. That is a that is a murderers row of a schedule. Does that change your feeling on Hertz? And you know, like that, he could have some bad games. There are good defense is in there. Dallas twice. Obviously that's a good defense. San Francisco, a lot of good offenses though.
1: It's not like any of these teams are really good defenses, but bad offenses. So they don't have to score. Like the Eagles are going to have to keep up and they're going to have no issues keeping up. We saw it last year. So that just makes it, that actually almost makes it better for Hertz. Cause they're not going to be going into the second half. Like, Oh, we got this 30 point lead. Let's just call it quits. Cause mm-hmm. we got it. So I, I think that row of games is actually good for them.
0: Steve O says, "I see Tua throwing 50 touchdowns over Herbert if healthy." Nah. Here's the thing with Tua, like he may be one more concussion away from just being done and having right. to retire. He's already talked about, he's thought about retirements because of everything that he has gone through. And like, yes, every quarterback's one hit away from a concussion, but he's had so many, and they've been they were serious too. Every but Also, concussion-
1: who's catching these? Spot- Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle each have 25 receiving touchdowns each. Like, is that what's going to happen? Because they they don't have a tight end that I don't even know if I can name a tight end for them right now. Who is uh, their starting tight end?
0: Didn't they get, I thought they got somebody. Now I got to go look it up.
1: They traded away Hunter Long. They lost Mike Kosicki. I don't know. I really don't know who's their who, who their tight end is at the moment.
0: Tyler Croft, former 49er, Tyler mm-hmm. Croft. Mm-hmm.
1: So like there's no one else on that team that I could even predict would have four receiving touchdowns. So for him to even come close to that, then Hill and Waddle have to like break records
0: both. You of don't them. think Braxton Berrios and River Craycraft, another <laughs> former 49er?
1: Yeah. It's literally just those two guys.
0: Cedric Wilson is there. He's not bad. No. He's not gonna catch 25 touchdowns <laughs> no. or anything close to it. It's
1: not like they have these great uh, receiving backs either. So
0: yeah, they're running. I mean, their running game in general is really not great, which is funny because they got all the old 49er guys, right? They got Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr.
1: Maybe once they sign Dalvin cook, who knows what they're waiting for,
0: which that may happen by the way. All right. So the number one, as you've talked about is Josh Allen of the Buffalo bills. Um, He's a mutant. He's huge. He runs, he throws, they never run the ball in Buffalo. Is there anything not to like about Josh Allen?
1: Nope. Finish as the quarterback (laughs) two in 2022 quarterback one, 2021 quarterback one in 2020. He's just so safe. There's no reason to overthink it. He's the best fantasy quarterback available. Even last year, like the final eight games, he's after that elbow injury, he wasn't the same. And yet he still finishes the quarterback two last year, weeks one through nine. Cause he got injured in week nine weeks, one through nine averaged 27 fantasy points per game, over 300 passing yards per game during that span weeks, 10 through 18 after the injury, still good. He averaged 22.5 fantasy points per game, that, but that's a massive drop-off. That's almost five points per game difference. And a large part of that was he was only averaging 235 passing yards per game. That it hit, the elbow clearly affected him. Now I'll say I'll move hurts ahead of Allen. If Stefan Diggs keeps up with this temper tantrum and maybe he, like if there's whatever way he might hold out or whatever, but I fully expect him. To, they can't get rid of him. I mean, so I don't really know what his choice is. As long as Stefan Diggs is there, Josh Allen is quarterback one.
0: You know, as much as talk as we've done about Brock Purdy and his UCL and that injury, Josh Allen has a partially torn UCL. That was his injury last year. Now, Brock's completely went. And that was the difference. But Josh Allen was, you know, he played through the partially torn UCL. And like you said, he was still obviously a monster. The Diggs thing is weird. Like, dude, what's your complaint? They like throw- you just
1: got a contract extension last year. <laughs>
0: They throw all the time in Buffalo. They never run the ball. Like you said, you've got a quarterback that could hit you wherever you are on the field. It doesn't matter. There's nothing that's off limits to him as a I thrower. I like think
1: he's mad because at the end of the last year, it's like, dude, your quarterback was dealing a really, with a really bad elbow injury. Maybe give him some slack. I don't know. Like, It's going to be hard to win a Super Bowl ever, but also when your quarterback is dealing with a half of an elbow, yeah, maybe this isn't your year.
0: And look at Stefan Diggs' numbers too, especially before the injury. Eight for one twenty-two and a touchdown. Twelve for one forty-eight. I mean,
1: you see, you see the touchdown. difference right at the injury at week nine. He got hurt at the end of week nine, and you see it very clearly yeah. the difference. Or I guess he still had a great week ten, but you still you see the difference in those numbers from the first half to the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at in the first nine games he only had two, no, th- what is it three without a hundred yards, and one of those three was ninety-three yards in yeah. week eight. Like 122, 148, 102, 148. Like, damn, man, what are you complaining about? So many
1: touchdowns. I mean, touchdown, three touchdowns, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Like, I get it. It sucked at the end of the, the second half, but injuries happen and you're getting paid a lot. So I don't know what your issue is. You're going to get a ton of targets next year. They didn't bring in anybody else. It's not like they brought in a big name player and you're feeling disrespected. Like you're still the dude. I don't. I don't get what he's upset about. But maybe we're missing something that we don't know.
0: Yeah, hey, I don't get it. In fact, I think you could criticize the Bills a little bit for not doing more around Stefan Diggs. Like Gabe Davis. Sorry, he ain't it for me. I know he had some good playoff games, but I don't love what I see from him. Uh, I wish Buffalo kind of did a little bit more.
1: They added Dalton Kincaid in the first round, best tight end That's in true. the draft. See if that makes a difference. But yeah, they. I'm shocked they didn't add a wide receiver too this offseason. I do think also Gabe Davis was pretty solid at the beginning of last year. And then he got an ankle injury. We'll see if that was the reason why, but yeah, they definitely could have upgraded that position for sure.
0: And I just want to point out as great as Josh Allen is, and as great a defense as the bills have had and all that stuff, the bills in this regime have only reached one conference championship game. So for all the people that want to fire Kyle Shanahan, the
1: AFC is much harder than the NFC
0: have reached three conference champions. You
1: don't have to face Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Like, who are you facing?
0: Uh, I've seen the 49ers beat Joe Burrow in Cincinnati with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. And we've seen
1: Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes, just not in the playoffs. Well, multiple times. Guess what? In the playoffs, they win in the regular season. Exactly. But you just brought up a regular season game. Who cares about that? We're talking playoffs here. Do the the 49ers have to play Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow? And then we're not even bringing up Lamar Jackson. Like, do they have to play those guys in the playoffs? No. So? How many uh, NFC quarterbacks did I just bring up here in the, the top four?
0: Yeah. Nobody's arguing that the NFC is better than the AFC. It's clearly not. But you know what? Josh Allen is light years, light years ahead of any quarterback the 49ers have had under Kyle Shanahan. It's not even close. And yet, in the playoffs, the 49ers have had more success. The only team that's had more success in the playoffs than the 49ers since 2019 is the Chiefs. That's it. There's a lot of people out there that want to fire Kyle Shanahan, and I'm not having it.
1: Well, I don't want to fire him, but I do think he needs to start. If Trey Lance... Okay, this is the thing. If Brock Purdy is not ready to go in week one. And Trey Lance is not the starter. He needs to start answering questions why he drafted Trey Lance and how bad of an F-up was that? Like, what were you thinking? What What took you down that road? Are you willing to admit that you made a terrible decision?
0: No, because they keep saying nothing's changed about Trey Lance. We love Trey Lance. We, the and only- start him. Right. That's why it's absurd. That's why I can't stand when they say stuff like that, because what they're doing doesn't match up with what they're saying. Adam Schefter was just on the Pat McAfee show and said that Sam Darnold going to be the number two quarterback. And he said, this is really weird, too, that I I feel I tweeted out and some people are jumping on me. Schefter said there was no trade market for Trey Lance and the 49ers didn't have any trade talks with teams. But if you don't have any trade talks with teams, how do you know there's no market for Lance? Like those, you have to have trade talks to figure out that there is no market. And oh, by the way, they talked to the Vikings about trading Trey Lance at the combine in February. So I don't know what the hell chefs are saying.
1: I'm shocked. They couldn't get something for Trey Lance. I really thought they could have got a a second rounder at least, and you would have thought, I mean, if they're ready to move on, then let them go.
0: Fire oh, yeah. the great. Thank you, Fire the great. Is 100% right. The AFC is a different piece. I know. I know <laughs> that the AFC is better. But my point is that the 49ers have had more playoff success than the Bills. And the Bills have the quarterback that's way better. Way, 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 way better to make up for any gap, I feel like, in the quarterback situation. And the 49ers. And it does
1: is- make up for, I mean, that, that AFC championship game. Or was it? No, that divisional game against the Chiefs was like the best quarterback performance in playoff history. It was and he awesome. lost. and he lost. Like that's stupid.
0: And it wasn't his fault too, because he threw the go-ahead touchdown pass with what 15 seconds left. Yeah, I think and 13. So, yeah. Lost.
1: Yeah, I mean they were celebrating. They were like, "We like, how do we not win this game? Like, we have to win this game," and they lost.
0: Well, you know. but like you were just talking about Kelsey with Mahomes. That's part of it too, like because remember on that drive. They just made it up as they like literally before the play started, they got in the huddle and Kelsey was like, I'm just gonna do this crazy thing. And Mahomes gets to the line and he's like, All right, let's go. And then they completed the pass, they called timeout, they kicked the game time field goal. That's part of what makes them so hard to stop too, is that they just friggin' like they're making it up as they go along.
1: Ugh, it's crazy. You know what stinks is that for so long it was so hard to win a Super Bowl in the AFC because Tom Brady won it every goddamn year. He was was either in it or he won it every year. So you don't, there's not many chances for your team to go to it. And now it feels like that just moved right on to Patrick Mahomes. It's like, well, it's probably going to be really hard for any AFC quarterback to have a great career when it comes to super bowls, because you gotta run into Patrick Mahomes and he's getting to the super bowl every year. Oh,
0: Tom Brady played for a super bowl for a chance to get to the super bowl in eight straight years. They made the conference title game. At least the conference. Some of those, they went on to win the Super Bowl. And Mahomes has never not made the conference title game since he's become the starting quarterback. So you're right. It absolutely had, like, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yep. In the AFC. It's not that cool. is. It's not cool. Sheldon says, thanks again, Rob, for all you do. Michelle, you're amazing. Love both your opinions and your conversations. Best 49ers podcast out there, and I listen to them all. Thank you, Sheldon. Woo. Thank you, Sheldon. Love that. You, like I said, you could hear more of Michelle if you do love her that much on the Ball Blast Football Podcast, and you should. You should go subscribe to that. Vish was also singing your praises earlier this week, Michelle. He's a big fan.
1: I love it. Thank you, Vish. I'm getting. I can't get too big of a head, you know. All these right. compliments, and at least I'm not drinking a mimosa, so uh, it's not. I'm not going to go too crazy with it.
0: Yeah, that's a little depressing. By I'm the way, waiting
1: till after work today because I got to go to work after this.
0: Have you ever? Listen to one episode with me and Vish. Be a Why would you
1: why would you ask me that? Um,
0: I know the answer.
1: <laughs> why would you ask me that?
0: The answer is no.
1: I listen to you and Levin every week.
0: Yeah, that's the only show that's worth Michelle's time. She's too I'm busy sure they're all great.
1: I have a lot of podcasts on my list that I have to listen to. I added you and Levin because I love you two together. I think you are superb duo. I really do. Like even if I didn't work on the same network, you guys would be like my favorite duo. Oh, so I have you guys sweet. on the the list every week, but I have a lot of podcasts. It's really hard to get through them.
0: How many podcasts do you listen to a week?
1: I have, a, I have five that I need to listen to every week, but I've been, I've been uh, a little slacking on my office ladies pod because of all the football podcasts I listen to. Mm. And I need to, I need to catch up.
0: So I work from home, so I don't really drive anywhere. The only thing I really do where I have time to listen to a podcast is mow the lawn. But because I just had the appendectomy, I haven't been able to mow the lawn. I can't mow the lawn for a month. So I haven't listened to any podcasts. Basically. I listen
1: while I do chores around the house. Oh,
0: I don't do chores around the house. I'm lazy.
1: <laughs> Your wife must just love you.
0: No, I I do some, but not like not long enough to where I can listen to a full pod. And I don't want just like 10 minutes of a show. You know, I want to hear the whole thing. Um, okay, so let's recap your list of top fantasy quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is 10. Yep. Russell Wilson is nine. Dak Prescott, eight. Joe Burrow, seven. Uh, I can't read my own writing there.
1: Lamar Jackson, six. Lamar,
0: sorry. Lamar, six. Justin Fields, five. Patrick Mahomes, four. Who is three?
1: Justin Herbert.
0: Justin Herbert, three. Jalen Hurts, two. Josh Allen, number one.
1: Yes. Struggled how there com- at the end.
0: I, sorry, I didn't, I stopped writing them down. Uh, how confident are you in this list?
1: I feel pretty confident. I really do. Like I, I came today feeling really good about my research and about who I picked here and about also, I feel like all these guys, besides like the huge names who are going early, like they're really good at values as well in drafts. So I, I like all of them besides, you know, Deshaun Watson, I could see myself drafting any of these guys.
0: Let me put you on the spot here. If there, if you had to pick one quarterback outside the top 10 to crack the list this year, who would it be? Hmm. And why isn't it Brock Purdy?
1: (laughs) It's not Brock Purdy, but it's between Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, Tua was pretty solid for fantasy. And if he stays healthy for a full season, he most likely will crack this list. He has two fantastic Weapons. It, it does worry me that there's nobody else. It's just those two. You kind of need mm-hmm. a third. Like, I, I wish he had a, even a, a tight end. He does, like, Tyler Croft does not count as a tight end. Like, he just <laughs> doesn't count as a, a starting tight end. And that's wild. That's their starting tight end. If they get Dalvin Cook, I'd feel more confident about saying Tua because then he has a, a good pass catching running back. But then Trevor Lawrence, with all the weapons he has, with Calvin Ridley there, with Christian Kirk, who played way better than any of us thought with the Jaguars with Zay Jones with Evan Ingram with Travis Etienne it's a really good offense he's a good coach so I would say Trevor Lawrence
0: Sheldon checking in again forgot to add my financial support lol Rob makes everyone better thanks again thank you very much Sheldon that's a good compliment I do enjoy getting to host with everybody um yeah the Jags Jags could be sneaky, good offense next year, especially if Lawrence makes another leap, which you think he might, because he's got a real coach in Doug Peterson instead of urban freaking Meyer. Yeah, um,
1: And Daniel Jones was pretty oh, good stop. for fantasy because of rushing, stop. he rushes a lot and he's really good at it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you look at him, but he's actually a really good mobile quarterback and he had, well, the thing is he. He has a lot of speedster weapons, a lot of young ones. We'll see if anyone can come actually be anything. But if, if one of these wide receivers break out, Daniel Jones could finish top 10.
0: Daniel Jones. I oh God,
1: I think he was top 10 last year.
0: So we don't know what's going to happen with Saquon there. Right. Cause yeah. he's really mad at the team. Who knows if they're going to get that worked out. I hope they do. It was
1: quarterback nine last year.
0: Running backs absolutely get screwed by the NFL. Uh, but like who are his weapons there? Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Wondale Robinson. Like who is the guy that you're pointing to to be like, yeah, that's the target. I'm going to on third down.
1: One of those guys has to break out. Hodgins had a really nice end of the year, like stupid good. And we'll see Jalen, Jalen Hyatt led the FBS. I think in receiving yards last year, he didn't end up going to the third round. And it's, I
0: mean,
1: that's a pretty big deal. It's a lot of yards. Who of cares?
0: I don't care what you do in college. I don't care. I've seen so many players. You Don't,
1: do- don't even care what rookies did in college.
0: No, no, oh. it's because it doesn't matter. I've seen so guys, many guys awesome in college and stink in the pros. Stink in the pros. So who cares? That's not an indicator to me.
1: Yeah, but normally, if you're a third round pick who didn't have a very good college career, you're not going to be all of a sudden really good in the NFL. All I was saying is Hyatt was very good in college, a big reason he fell is because no one knows how to, uh, like evaluate guys coming from that Tennessee offense, because it's just not even, there's nothing to it. That offense that has anything to do with the NFL. So you have no idea really how to evaluate these guys. And I think that's the only reason he fell and he might not be good, but he is super speedy tall guy. He could be really good. A lot of people had him projected to go in the first round all the way up to the last month of the draft. And then he went in the third.
0: Do you have any rookie quarterback? Would you consider drafting any rookie quarterback, even as a backup? No. Anthony Anthony Richardson.
1: Richardson, Anthony Richardson, only because they're rushing. Though I I like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as prospects, and I think they can be really solid quarterbacks in this league, but their weapons are I mean, Carolina and Houston, who are their wide receivers? I mean, I just don't think they Mm -hmm. have enough weapons to be good for fantasy right off the bat and not enough rushing there to really give you anything for fantasy. When it comes to Anthony Richardson, he could rush like (sighs) Lamar does, like Fields does. So I don't expect him to be a great passer right off the bat, but it does look like he's going to start right away. So he could be a pretty solid fantasy quarterback.
0: you hear that? I think it's fans in Detroit howling at us for not including Jared Goff on this list. Listen,
1: if you want to pick up Jared Goff, every home game, do it, but then you got to drop him every away game,
0: <laughs> or you could just bench him. You don't have to drop him.
1: Yeah. True.
0: So I'm, first of all, I'm not on the lions train. I don't like, they had a good year last year, but because they've been so hideous, people are making it out to be, I think way more than it was. They were a game over 500. But you look at Jared Goff's numbers. Yeah, but they went eight and
1: two to end the year. I mean, that's pretty good.
0: And how'd they start the year? It all counts.
1: I know, but I'm saying this is why people are excited. It's not just because they're a nine and eight, it's because they ended the year so high and they were the fifth best offense last year.
0: And they still are a game over 500. Like it all, everything counts. And I feel like we just, we discount things. Oh, well, they were bad early, but they were good late. Well, great, but they were bad early. Like, so, that's the thing that happened.
1: Goff had 29 passing touchdowns last year. Guess how many came in away games without looking? Just guess.
0: Okay. Uh. Well, let's see. If it was 50-50, it'd be around 15 or so. I'll say nine.
1: Six. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Six. 23 touchdowns in home games, three interceptions. Six touchdowns in away games, four interceptions.
0: What who did they play on the road? Minnesota, New England, Dallas, Chicago, the Giants. It wasn't even like he played great defenses on the road. What the hell?
1: Home and road splits, baby. Like, yeah, Jared Goff, start him at home, especially in good matchups. Best streaming quarterback there is out there. I love picking him up at home. He will always be like my go-to in my articles that are right. Like, best matchup. Play Jared Goff every home game, especially those juicy matchups. But away, you gotta you can't you can't play him every week. You'll lose you too many games.
0: That is wild. I had not known that. By the way, also, if you want more fantasy advice, Michelle writes for NFL.com. Every week, she'll tell you who to start in the best matchup. So you can also go and check that out. And you should, because it will make you a better, smarter fan. So there it is. Our top 10 quarterbacks. That is the list. We're going to continue our fantasy preview. <clears throat> excuse me. As we go up to training camp, next week will be the running backs. Then we're going to do wide receivers and we'll do tight ends. I'm yelling at Michelle to do kickers. She's fighting me, kicking and screaming. Doesn't want to do it. We'll see. But So we're going to go through all the positions here. So you definitely want to like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Follow the podcast. Wherever you get your audio podcasts, you get all up to date on your fantasy information. Don't just rely on your fantasy magazine like I do. It also gets Michelle very, very bad.
1: Did it arrive?
0: Not yet. I think it comes in July. First week of July it'll come.
1: All right. So it's I can't even slow to get there to you.
0: I'm going to read it. I'm going hi- to go through with my highlighter and highlight everything. It's going to be so great. I'm going I'm to have, gonna so have you send me time.
1: pictures so I can post some on uh, Twitter, just hilarious parts of it.
0: I, like, I don't understand. First of all, <laughs> even if the stuff is out of date, they offer updates on the website. So you can go to the website and get updates and still get like what they say about the current news. So it's uh. not like it's not that bad. It's, so it's almost you,
1: like you could have just, they could just have a PDF online.
0: They do have a PDF online. I like to get uh, to magazine. Right. I like, to, why do you have to rain on my fun, Michelle?
1: I I'm, mean, having a magazine to read through when you're like on the toilet, I guess, is that what you do? Maybe that's fun. No,
0: I go to, <laughs> I go to Rhode Island every year and I read it on the beach. I sit on the beach wow. in front of the ocean with my beer And my highlighter and I highlight the fantasy football stuff.
1: That sounds like a great time. I'm not going to lie. I would love to be sitting right next to you with a beer, with my highlighter, with my fantasy magazine on the beach. That sounds amazing. Let's do that.
0: Well, you're invited. Just all you got to do is leave Texas. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't want to sit outside here. And come to Connecticut for the beach or Rhode Island for the beaches. That's what you want to do. Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for all the support for your hundreds of thousands of downloads last month. We are so, so grateful. Michelle, I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you next week when we do running backs.
1: Bye, y'all.